Anyway, shall we do a Frithcast? Let's do that. Or should we just keep on talking about vampires? We'll do that too. Okay, fair enough. Oh, idea for a future episode. Did the Norse have vampires? No, they have undead. They have undead. They have, they have Draugr. They have Draugr, Draugr which I are basically say. really cranky, super strong Zombies. undead. I mean, that's kind of vampire It's also kind of zombie or even werewolfy. I mean, because that's. But, but I mean, Draugr there's no. Are basically, they're the bad tempered, ill. They're kind of all of them. tempered people they're... that end up basically having too much life and not stopping at the end. Yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of all of them thrown together, aren't they, really? I mean, yeah. they, you know, in terms of. They're sort of. They kind of are, I suppose, the, the Norse equivalent. They don't. They're not specifically like the Eastern European. They're not style just blood vampire drinkers. that you and I would be familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, they're more like kind of a bit on the wild side mm. and cranky. Indeed. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't be? I know. You know, under those circumstances. Yeah. Anyway, should we do a Frithcast? Let's do that. Okay. Okay. What would you like to do? A fr- what, do we, what do we do? Do we want to introduce ourselves first or do you want to introduce the subject first? Well, if we introduce ourselves first, that's generally... We've got that whole kind of script thing that we say at the beginning. Well, yeah, I know. I just wanted to allow for the possibility of variation and, you know... Now? Now you want variation? Yeah, you might... 112 episodes in and now you want variation? You might suddenly go, oh, let's, let's, let's shake it up a bit. Let's make uh, a whole new exciting realm. Let's rebrand, not rebrand. Kind of, you know, let's... Let's let's get a consultant in, pay them sort of a hundred to two hundred thousand pounds. They're going to put a full um, stop at the end, and they'll put a full stop at the end. <laughs> yeah, be frithcast dot. Frithcast full stop. Or they could put one in the middle and go frith dot cast. That's a bit like how the um how the the, the they used to do alphabets do spaces with little dots. Yeah. Instead of using spaces, I mean, why you wouldn't use. But they didn't used to use spaces. No. Spaces, space was something that had to be invented. It did. And it was invented and after writing. Kind of a bit of a, a mind blower that you have to invent space. Yeah. Because it's already there and then you're inventing it but and putting see, it on a page and yeah. that's a bit weird. But you see, nobody thought you could pause in the middle of your writing, leave a gap and then go on to the next word. Nobody realised yeah, they it. just kind of wrote it all in one thread. Yeah, it's a little bit like um, in mathematics... It took somebody actually inventing zero. That's a nothing concept. Yeah. Yeah. I I have now... What happens if we have a number that is not a number and they go, well, mate, that's just not a number? Yeah, that's just nothing. That's just not having anything. It's like some beans and some beans is four beans. Very small casserole. Introduces. Okay, fine. Now you're in. Now you're in fits of giggles. <laughs> no, I'm still in fits of giggles. I can't. You do it. Okay. Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome 
around the virtual campfire uh, for another slightly deranged episode of Frithcast, which is this podcast, what you are listening to now, which I've only just discovered is on Spotify, my gods. So um, hello to anybody who, who finds us on Spotify, although probably you won't. But if you do, hello, and we're delighted to have you with us. Suzanne gets introduced first, so I'm going to introduce Suzanne first. So sitting over there, I don't know why I'm pointing, but sitting over there is Suzanne. She is a heathen with a head full of stuff, some of which is useful. Is that all right? Cool. Uh, and me, I am, um, I am Kate. I'm a, um, I'm a, a, a sort of a, 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 a hanger on. I'm a hanger on um, who occasionally does, like, helps out with announcements and stuff. Um, druid, coffee powered, uh, with a hint of witchery uh, and not a heathen at all. So I really probably don't have any right to be speaking, but it's my house. So, well, it's not my house, it's our house. Um, but anyway, that's basically it. I'm not sort of I'm not being bolshy I'm just saying that's that's why I'm here and all over your podcast sorry about that carry on hello lovely listeners hello welcome to Frithcast episode 113 oh is it 113 it's 113 I have no idea 113 113 13 we've been waiting 100 episodes to make that joke again we're gonna get we're gonna sit in it 13 13 so every pause that we have we can feel entitled to yell 13 because we have been waiting so long to come back to that joke yeah yeah yeah. so very very long yeah good old 13th so lovely listeners settle in warm your knees grab a drink of choice kettles on there's a biscuit tin around here somewhere pull up a log Settle in around the virtual campfire. Squidge up with all the other lovely listeners around the world. Welcome to Frithcast, episode 113. 13! Around the campfire, around the world. That, that is marketing gold. We should have that as a slogan. And it's only taken us 113 episodes to figure that one out. 113 episodes and... 112 episodes... And I've got 19 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes. There you go. 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. Yeah. Around the campfire, around the world. Wow. Do you want to talk about something today? Yeah, I okay. did. But there you go. What was it? This episode 113. It kind of came into our very creaky and slightly dusty, tired brains. That we've never actually done an episode on cats and dogs. Cats and dogs? Cats and dogs. Cats and dogs. And they kind of... As in raining. Yes, men. Yeah, I suppose, if you prefer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Carry on. Get that earworm out your ears. <laughs> that's not... That ain't ever coming out in a week. <laughs> It is scientifically proven you cannot listen to the Weather Girls without joining in. Absolutely not. It's not possible. Definitely. Cats and dogs. Yes. I wanted to talk a little bit about cats and dogs. What kind of things they get used for. They're, they're animals that are very prevalent in the Viking Age. They're both present in the Viking Age. Okay. They're both present in the modern era. Yeah. So we've got a very almost a direct link to households that have cats and dogs in them. 
The ubiquitous pets. The you yeah yeah that. <laughs> so I want to look at cats first. Mm-hmm. Now we know very much that Freya has chariot pulled by cats. Yeah. And we also know there's a second story in the myth cycle where there's a cat appears when Thor goes to Utgard Loki and does the trials. That's right, yes. Tries to lift a cat off the floor. Yes. Can't do it. Doesn't manage it. Gets a paw off the ground. Gets a paw off the ground. Has to have a bit of a sit down and a cup of tea. Yeah. Extra sugar. Yep. Because it turns out it's not a cat after all, but they're very much... You know, Freya has cats pulling her chariot. Thor ends up trying to lift a cat off the floor. Yeah. They're kind of present, but in small ways mm. in these sagas. I mean, to be fair, we have a cat comes into our office every now and then and trying to lift him is... Yeah. And I'm not a god. No. But, you know, I, after, you've, after you lift him off one of the desks and put him back on the floor and go, just be on the floor, you're not supposed to be on the desks. Right? <laughs> you don't listen. No. He's like trying to... Then you, you have to sit down and have a cup of coffee. Yeah. 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 He's a hefty boy. I, sometimes they just need to be solid. Yeah. But they're more likely to be closer to the Norwegian forest cats. They're okay. really, really big kind I was of... say, they are pretty huge, aren't they? They're, they're a bit kind of solid looking. Mm. Mm. And the first description that we think relates to a Norwegian forest cat is 1559. Okay. Where you've got a Danish clergyman describing three types of lynx and he describes they think the forest cat is described as a type of lynx and if you look at the very old pictures of forest cats they've got these almost like lynx like features mm. lynxes are the ones with the ears aren't they they're the ones with the ears yes yeah i mean you know i know everybody's i know all the cats have ears but but they the, have the, proper the, ears they have like ears with bells on the tufty no, ears not bells on Tufty ears. Yeah, tufty ears. Not the squirrel, but a cat. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he describes the cats that are around as a type of forest cat. Okay. So we know they're around, and I can't remember where the source comes from, but there is an understanding that you would sometimes give a newly married woman a kitten to take to her new household to start keeping her house free of vermin and free of... Yeah. Things and also be a, be a house because you know as a cat person, I would have to say that you know a, a house is always helped by the presence of a cat. Yes, all the way up until they throw up on your floor at three a.m. and then Granted. you hear them doing it and then you pile out of bed to go and clean it up and your foot goes in it and it's just you ain't Ew. getting back to sleep after that. Ew. That's all I'm saying. Ew. Yeah. You you managed to spoil cats for me. <laughs> 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 so in the the language is is odd because there's lots of different words for cat. Okay. And in the 10th century it's not a domesticated animal, not fully a domesticated animal. It's kind of like a half wild animal, probably like the one that comes into your work office. Yeah. It comes into your work office and then wanders <laughs> off somewhere else and then comes back in again. It's fed 14 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> so there the word cat is more likely to refer to a wild cat or a martin cat or um, an animal that catches mice Okay, is more likely to be the description rather than this is a cat. So weasels will go after field mice. Okay. And also ermine will go after field mice and cats will go after field mice. Yeah. So 
The field mice need a union. The field mice have no union yet. No. No. You've also got more oblique references to cats. If you look at... Do you remember we did the Sirius and the Saga? Yeah. For one episode. And we looked at Thorbjorg and her utter dress of bling. Yes, yeah. And she's got a stab with, a staff with a knob on the end and she goes to a settlement and wants to prophesy but can't until the special songs are sung for her. That, that's serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a pair of fur gloves on, which are usually translated to catskin gloves. Okay, that's troublesome. So, yeah, the, it might be that the cat is connected to Freya. It might be that the cat is somehow connected with being a serious prophet, being in the act of prophecy, mm. you have cats connected to that, but we don't have enough left to figure out what that connection actually is. Okay. What it was. Catskin <laughs> cat gloves, honestly. Catskin gloves, yeah. So it might have been cat or it might have been ermine or vermin or yeah, stoty, woty. Something. Footrit. Yeah, footrit going after mices. Yes. Kind of critter that goes after mice. Yeah. Rather than just cat. Rather than what we think of as cat. Felis, yeah. Felis whatever it is, domestico, domesticus. I don't know. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. So, dogs. I've heard of them. Yes. They're treated a little bit different. Mm. And they've got different kinds of connotations. There's still a lot of them around in the Viking Age. Okay. They're very much connected to the afterlife they've got big connections with burial contexts and uh, and and the afterlife okay kind of what happens after death and well i mean much... i mean i can offer you kerberos well yeah they we've got an equivalent to kerberos okay so you find them in burial contexts you find dogs mm. but you don't find cats in burial contexts okay so at the Oseberg, we've talked about the Oseberg burial before big ship lots of bling two women yes yeah quite yeah. unusual yeah yeah all one might of... one might but might have been a servant of the other or yeah but yeah. we're not really sure okay one of them's older than the other yeah but we don't actually know we can't tell the relationship between the two mm -hmm. in Oseberg there's four dogs okay in that burial context and if you look at one of the other burials at Gokstad. It's another ship burial. It's again with the lots of bling. Yeah. Bit of a different style ship to Oseberg. That's got six dogs in Okay. It. Viking era, give or take, 300 years, you've got dogs being used and they're, they're all very similar shapes, if that makes sense. Yeah. They've all got a very similar profile to them. So the dogs that we have now that are probably closest to the dogs that they had then are things like the Norwegian elk hound, the Swedish elk hound, the Karelian bear dog, yeah. which sounds like something out of Star Wars, the Finnish spitz dog, the old Danish bird dog, mm -hmm. and the Norwegian puffin hound, which is not as cute as it sounds. Because it does sound cute. It's No, it's called a puffin hound because it used to kill puffins. Yeah. Not just because had... it like looks like a puffin. I was going to say, I just had the idea of it having this sort of orangey thing in me snout. Yeah. With whole kind of cute thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, no. 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 Opposite antithesis of the cute puffin thing, because kills puffins. That would be acute, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because A, A, A is like the Greek prefix for not. 
Yes. So you get atheist. But then you get acute as in... Acute as sharp. Yeah. Or in increased, like, acute eyesight. And it just means sharp. Yeah. It's always just sharp. So you get, like, an acute illness is one that comes on quickly. Yes. And is, 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 whereas you get a chronic illness, which is one that comes on slowly. Or From over a period of time. time. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. So a uh, you've got you've got acute animal and you've got an acute animal, which an acute animal, which means is an animal that's not cute, like a puffin but dog. Is indeed sharp. Would be sharp. Yes. Hegogs. Yes. It's all going to be hegogs, isn't it? Yes. So I guess cats when they roll on their back and suddenly five ends are pointy. Yes. That's definitely a sharp. That's more or less a, a hegog, only yeah. it's it's got all its feet in the air rather. Yes. Um, I I think we're onto something here. Okay. But if we go back to dogs. Okay. The puffin dog. Yes. Is not a, a puffin dog. Has has been a disappointment, I have to say. <laughs> but but I will get I will get past this. Okay, so you've got like fewer breeds of herding dog. Yep. So you've got the Icelandic sheepdog and the Lap reindeer dog. Okay. That's confusing. for herding reindeer and herding sheep, respectively. That's confusing, because a lap dog is something very different from a, a working dog. Yes. Lap as in lap people, I think. Yeah, not, well, yes. Not I'm... lap as in, this is a, a reindeer, like a dog with miniature antlers that you can put on your lap. It's not that kind of lap. No. Dog. With little jinglies on for that Christmas. Can open no. Their cans. No. <laughs> Dogs should be able to open their own cans. No, no, they just, shouldn't. Just keep them away from the beer, that's all yeah, I'm saying. no. Bad, <laughs> bad, bad. When you look at the sagas, you get cats described by their physical attributes. So there, there's a cat that's known as described as guest spears. So when it rolls over on its back, it's pointing all its spears out. Guest spears. And you get ones that are described as like tom cat or female cat or black cat. Yeah. But that's it. There's no kind of personal names almost. Okay. But with dogs. You get one, you get Garm. Yeah. Which translates literally to like tatters or rags. Mm -hmm. You get Gary, which is translates to ravenous. Yeah. Roster, which translates to brawl or riot. This is like calling your dog Riot. Riot? That's a good name for a dog. Yeah. You're going to yell at the stand at the back door, Riot! <laughs> Watch what happens. <laughs> and you've got one called Vala, which translates as knucklebone. Yeah. So they're very much more likely to have a personal name mm -hmm. than cats, which are more based on their sort of their physical attribute, if you like, and not a personalised name. Like you don't call it Riot or Knucklebone or... Yeah. You've got like, right, that's the black one. That's the tomcat. That's the female cat. Okay. And they they don't quite have as... I don't know. Maybe it's a different kind of personalised connection. Much simpler way of... Yeah. I suppose it, it, it's. I mean, it helps if you've got a lot of them, I guess. Yeah, and you again, know. if you're feeding, a cat can pretty much feed itself. It can. If you've got a farmstead, you're likely to have mice. Yeah. And you can just let the cat out, and it will do its cat thing. Yeah. And it will come back in when it wants to. But a dog, you've got to have training, and you've got to be able to feed it. Yeah. So you've got to have the spare wealth to be able to do that. Okay. 
you know, a cat's basically going to be fairly independent. Yeah. Wandering and out when it chooses, do its thing, job done. But a dog is going to be much more of an intense process getting it from puppy to dog. It's something you will have to support more yeah. more actively than you would a cat. Yes. The cat will support itself pretty much. Pretty much. Once it learns how to, mm. it's off and gone. Yeah. But a dog will need that almost constant direction. Yeah. And constant uh, instruction, if you like. Mm, mm. Especially if you're going to teach it to hunt with you. Yeah. Or you're going to teach it to herd. Then it needs specific sets of training depending on what you're going to, what task you're going to use it for. Mm, mm. And they're, they're, we get dogs pictured on some of the picture stones. There's a picture stone with Odin riding Sleipnir that's quite a famous one. Okay. And... It's sort of greeting a a warrior that's deceased and greeting him as he comes into Valhalla and there's a dog running along the bottom of the picture. Right. And it's very much Garm is almost a guardian dog and doesn't take this hunting role or this herding role unless you count it as herding the dead. Okay. Because Garm stands at the gates of hell and guards the way in and out of hell's realm. How many heads has Garm got? Just one. Okay, just one. But he's a big one. Big, big head. Big, yeah, big, yeah. Whole big the, dog. Whole big dog okay. thing going on. Hell's dog. Yes. And Odin describes him as the best of dogs. Okay, oh, He's a very good doggo. He's a good, good boy. The goodest boy. He is the goodest boy. The goodest boy ever. So he kind of parallels Kerberos. Okay, yeah. In the fact that he stops, he guards that border. Hmm. There's a lot of... Some scholars have said that dogs provide a guide to the afterworld. So they will, once you're dead, if you've got your dog with you, they can take you on the shortest route down the long road. Okay. And take you where you've got to go. But then you, once you pass Garm and you're into that realm, you stay there. Yeah. You can go to the gates, but you can't come out of the gates. Okay. And there's a, a quote... I'm going to read it word for word, which is something I know we don't often do, but there's a quote from a scholar called Grassland. Okay. And she says, the dog is both nature and culture. Right. Both good and evil, and stands between this world and the other world. The dogs could bear the souls through the border area from the land of the li- land of the living to the land of the dead. Mm-hmm. But dogs were not only the conductors to the realm of the dead, they also acted as guards to the entrance of the underworld so the living could not enter and the dead could not leave. So it is Kerberos, basically. So you find them... You find them on illustrations, Mm. but you also... In grave illustrations, but you also find them in grave contexts where you don't tend to find cats. No. Because because cats aren't going to lead you down the shortest road to the land of the dead. They're really not. Cats are going to get bored and wander off. They are. And I'm going to show you, you know, go and bring you half a mouse and then you kind of still sat there waiting for them to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Or you'll arrive at you'll arrive at the banks of the sticks or whatever. You haven't got the sticks, have you? No. Whatever it is you've got. You know, they'll 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 turn up there and then instead of like carry, taking you to where the, the the ferry is or whatever it is you've got, they'll just sit down and have a wash. Yeah. And you will wait till they're finished. <laughs> Might yeah. be a bit of a nap. So heavens help you if you mistake a cat and a dog. Yeah. And you put a cat in a Viking grave and that becomes your guardian to the underworld. That that becomes your guide. Yeah. 
Because you might not get there for a while. No, you're going to be wandering a little. Yeah. Every time it sees place. every time it sees something rustling in the in the in the sort of hedges, it's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gone. It's off. Yeah. So, lovely listeners, we'll put a link to Grassland's academic paper, hmm. but she essentially talks about this dual nature of of dogs as not only hunting and herding in the land of the living. But when they cross over, they can take you across the border between the land of the living to the land of the dead. Mm. Once you're in the land of the dead, you're guarded by dogs, so you can't get out of the land of the dead. Okay. And the land of the, the living cannot go into the land of the dead because dogs. Mm. So they're very much treated, even though they're both mostly domesticated by this point, semi-domesticated-ish. Yeah. Cats are probably still never quite gonna get, ever get domesticated. To be well. fair, it's they they mostly just yeah. <clears throat> they managed no. to avoid it so far. Mm. Yeah, they're both treated a little bit differently. Mm. As per usual, we'll throw some links into the description if you want to go have a hunt round for yourself about the differences between how cats are treated, yeah, and how dogs are treated. Cats. There's a really interesting article about where cats come from not like in the viking age but before that where they're sort of how their global spread first happens okay and that concludes that there's a second wave of migration if you like where cats are taken by vikings on their ships to new settlements and to new places okay uh, there's certainly if you go and look at the go and go back to Oseberg again there's a cart, like a big four-wheeled cart at Oseberg. Yeah. And that is covered in relief carvings of cats. Okay. And it is the... Some of them are very strange-looking cats, but they're mostly still recognisable as cats. I'm but just thinking yeah. of that, that thing on that thing on the ship. Was it the Oseberg ship? No, it wasn't. It was somewhere beginning with G. Gokstad. Gokstad. Isn't that the one that's got the, the, the animal on it? On one of the, on one of the wooden... Uh, hasn't it got? osberg um... has got four wooden animal posts. Oh, is it Osberg? Yeah. It might, yeah. And there was a, there was a, there was just on, and all they were calling it was an animal of some yeah, sort because nobody can tell animal. what it is. Is it like a bull or a dragon or a? Yeah, there's tentative prods towards it being looking like a leopard. Yeah. So they thought, yeah, it's a leopard, and we're like, where on earth have a Viking seen a leopard? <laughs> How does that even work? Well, you know, you go wandering, you see stuff. You you do. Yes, you do. Follow a cat to the underworld, you're really going to see some stuff. Yes. <laughs> you're going to go all over the place. So, lovely listeners, we're going to leave it there for this episode. We're going to go back to the joke, actually. 113! 13! 13! <sighs> Needed to do that. It's I mean, be... it, to be honest, it was a fairly grim scene, actually. It was. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't. It was, it was you know, the example of, of brotherhood and... Camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I, it was really good. I like that show. Yes. It was really, really good. Yeah. Anyway. And it's going to be a while before we can do that joke again. It's going to be another 100 episodes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Just think, if we're still going when we get to 1,313, then we can do... 1,313. I'm just saying. Then it'll be like, 1313. 13. We could do... We might have to take a good long run up at that. I'm I'm glad we've got some episodes to do between now and then. I was going to say I think that by definition is going to be a long run, isn't it? That's going to be a very long run. Yeah. yeah. Longest running podcast ever. <laughs> 
lovely listeners, we're going to leave you around the virtual campfire contemplating cats and dogs. Indeed. We will talk to you all next time for episode 114. 14! 14! 14! Does it work? It's going to have to for the time being. 14! (laughs) Definitely works. Talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.